All right, what's up, guys? We're covering another episode of Survivor Season 41 here. Uh, welcome to Reality Pop. We're the Survivor buffs, except no Gideon today. He's uh, he's 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 visiting some some pumpkin patches out in New Jersey. So I'm joined here today by uh, Chris, who's been on Survivor Buffs, I think, once before for a panel we may have done at the the beginning. But uh, you guys probably know him from. Uh, Survivor Worldwide, where he covers uh, international Survivor, Australia, um, South Africa, and so on and so forth. Uh, Chris, thanks for joining us today. Sorry it was uh, so late notice, but thanks for joining in. No, I always love talking Survivor, you know, and Survivor over in the US was obviously the first Survivor that I ever saw. So even though I talk about mm. international Survivor all the time, love jumping on and talking about sort of where it all started and where the game is evolving over there in the US. I kind of feel like the Nasir of the podcast here, you know, I'm the, the immigrant <laughs> coming in and uh, podcasting about the US show here. Absolutely. Yeah. Before we jump into this episode specifically, um, obviously it's been just me and Gideon for the first three. So uh, what are your thoughts just like overall on the seasons so far? Yeah, obviously for me, I I kind of took a bit of a haters off social media after the international seasons because I was just constantly on social media, constantly yeah. reading onto what was happening in the game and what people, what the thoughts were online. And I've heard from people who are a little bit more in the know than me that it's quite controversial because of a few things that's happened. I'm actually very happy that I've not really been engaging on social media. Mm. So I've been able to form my own opinions about it. So for me personally, um, I, I love the fact that the cast this season for me, there's a big focus in the edit around the cast. I saw a little bit of the Australian Survivor kind of editing coming in with yeah. seeing a little bit about their life outside of you know the show and things like that i really enjoy that i like the fact that they're trying to make the show more about the cast and i think that this is an extremely good cast this season um, yeah. to sort of focus on the only negative that i have is that the corny stuff about saying certain phrases at tribal council with the beware advantage and things like that i'm not a big fan of that but you know mm -hmm. listen you can't always get 10 out of 10 survivor if it hits eight or nine out of 10 that's still pretty good for me and i'm enjoying it yeah, not only that, I feel like um, drawing more influence from Australian Survivor, um, which I would have known if you wouldn't have uh, convinced me to watch Champions versus Contenders 2 last year. But I noticed that uh, it just seems like they're going a lot more cinematic with a lot of the editings. There's some some mm. close up, some slow mo shots, some like uh, now this episode we have talking with confessionals during the challenge, which we'll talk about when we, when we get to that point. But um, it seems like they've drawn a couple influences um, from Australian Survivor. But I understand that that CBS Survivor and Australian Survivor is maybe collaborating more. I know um, there's been a couple there's a couple seasons that are on Paramount Plus now. Right. Is it or is it all of them? Uh, to be honest with you, I don't know if it's all of them, but I, f I feel like it's four, four out of the six that's available on there. Um, but mm -hmm. probably it will lead to more seasons being available in Paramount Plus, I would say, in the near future in any case. And this is great for anybody that wants that international crossover season to happen someday because yeah. if the american public can get used to some of the big names in the australian show um and obviously the australian public will already know who the big names are over in the u.s we probably mm -hmm. could see that international crossover that the the mega super fans the people who actually watch all of the different international english versions of the show would love to see yeah yeah for sure and i feel like if you're a survivor fan like a diehard um great way to um 
<coughs> excuse me, great way to uh, spend like the off seasons in between seasons is maybe watching some uh, international. I know watching um, both Australian Survivor and uh, Island Secrets South Africa were a great way for me to kind of pass the time um, during the Survivor off season. But it's cool. I feel like they've, uh, yeah, taken taken some influences from Australia. Don't know if they're gonna acknowledge that Survivor Australia was was an influence, but um, um, us, yeah, but us, I mean. Us, yeah. You gotta you got you gotta say that, you know, the Australian show has taken way more from the US show because they were the first to do it than vice versa. I mean, you could probably acknowledge it still and say, hey, we got this creative idea from Australia. But yeah, I I don't think I think if it makes the show better, who cares who came up with mm -hmm. it first? If it's something that South Africa comes up with or something that Australia comes up with or the US, right. as long as it evolves the game, you know, like this whole theme this season is let's evolve the game, then right. I I'm happy with that. And I I've noticed some of those, like for, I guess we'll get into it when we get into the episode. I've definitely noticed those confessionals. I definitely noticed the close up after a challenge fail and things like that. Like yeah. you feel like you're, you almost feel like you're out there playing the game with them at certain times. And I think in that case, right. the show is really, they fine tuned little things in the game and it's kind of distracted from, for me, um, from the fact that it's a, it's, a, it's going to be a, a shorter season. It's going to be 26 days, which coming into right. the show, I was really, especially being someone that watches Australian Survivor, which is like twice that amount of time, about 50 days. You know, I was like, right. I don't know how I'm going to adapt to watching a show that's going to be 26 days. But I think some of the things that they've done have actually taken the focus away. And so far, it's I haven't sort of noticed it. But the one thing I'm kind of curious about, Adam, with the show being shorter the way that it is, do mm -hmm. we think that we'll see a tribe swap? Because I feel like they're probably about two votes away from a merge. Like it's almost like there's no time for a tribe swap. Yes. Uh, the rumor is that there's no tribe swap. I know there was a leaked um, like image of all the buffs of the season before um, the season came out. Uh, not not the one from the uh, that that guy posted on the Facebook group that we were talking about earlier, but there was a leaked photo of all the buffs before the season and uh it was four so a lot of people thought it was like uh, like two maybe there was like a missing one there's a tribe swap but then there was three tribes and it ended up being exactly those three from the season and then there's like a a fourth red tribe flag um i feel like if there is a tribe swap it's like gotta happen like next episode and based mm. on the uh the preview it doesn't really seem like that so i know the yellow or the uh what is it the green tribe is down to just three now so i guess we're gonna see like a three on three on three challenge which i don't know if we've ever seen a three on three on three challenge before in u.s survivor we'll have to go to the history books for that well but. malcolm denise and russell swan was in a three-person mm. tribe so i feel like maybe i can't my memory normally i've got riley on the survival worldwide show with a superior memory when it comes to it i can't remember if it was a three 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 type of challenge yeah. but i do know that they went to a tribe of two before they actually ended up integrating right. with the other two tribes that season so maybe we've seen it before but it's definitely something that's very rare, rare. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I, I, I've, if I had to predict based on what we've seen, I think it's just going to be um, a merge, which uh, I also can't remember if we've ever had a season go from three to one. I feel like they've mostly mm. gone from three to two to one or two to three to one or, you know, a whole bunch of combinations, but uh, three to one is, I think is interesting because I feel like each of the tribes has at least one, if not two, like, power players like green i feel like ricard and chantel 
are power players with blue. I feel like Sydney, honestly, Sydney Nasir, Deshaun, and Danny all kind of feel like power players. So mm-hmm. seeing those guys like come together, um, you know, is really what what makes the merge so great. But uh, nowadays there's so much tribe swaps and mixes and matches that like, by the time you merge, it almost feels like everyone's already played together at some point. And it gets confusing. Like, Oh, they haven't played together. They haven't played. They have played. Um, So I, I, I like the simplicity that it seems like this season is uh, leaning more towards. It's like, it's taking some stuff from old, old school and some stuff from new school and then some new ideas and kind of, mixing it all together and and seeing what works so um I agree. for now yeah. for now i'm into it yeah i agree i mean for me personally um it's going to be interesting like you quite rightfully said a lot of players have not played with each other together if they weren't sent to the island i don't know what the name we don't have a name for the island normally we complain when there's a name for an island but now we yeah. don't have it but they go down up in that mountain and they make their choices there's mm-hmm. a few players that have interacted with each other so far and those are the only ones that have really been able to make yeah. those cross alliance bonds which for me was one of the things i really enjoyed in token chains when you had um the alliance that was created out on exile right. island there because it was something that was a secret. Nobody back then, nobody knew. Now you're probably going to be a lot more savvy. You're going to know who the players were that have already interacted with each other that potentially could form something out there. But another yeah. thing I wanted to also explore just before we get into the episode here is the size of the tribes. Have you liked the the size of the tribes? Because obviously they're a lot smaller, which means there's a lot less place for people to hide. Like I know a lot of people mm-hmm. were really low on Brad being voted out last week because obviously he could have been a big character this season. He looked like he was sloppy, yeah. but again, similar JD, another big character this week. You know, there's not that many places you can hide on these tribes. I normally don't like the small tribes. I normally like the bigger tribes, but I kind of feel like without there being a swap, it's working out really well because there's no really, I don't feel like we've had mm. a dead episode yet where no yeah. action has happened because of it basically. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. I my personal preference for like my ideal season is I've always liked two tribes of like nine people, eight or nine people and then, you know, like leaning more towards old school and then once you get down to like 10 people remaining whether that's nine and one or you know, five and five, whatever it is, once you get down to 10 uh merging at that halfway point or nine if you started with 18 people. Um, or eight if you started with 16. So that's just my personal preference. I feel like the better seasons have come from that format. So that's why mm. I lean towards them. But um, no, I feel like uh, because the tribes have low numbers of people, it's given us the opportunity to explore. I don't want to say everyone. I feel like there's still like maybe two or three people, like even Jeannie, I feel like is someone who we really haven't explored too, too much. Uh, Erica, um, and then Tiffany had the moment with, or not Tiffany, um, Heather, Heather had the moments this episode with the challenge stuff, which we'll get into. But other than that, she's almost been um, non-existent for this season. But um, And I feel like it, it's so far Survivor has been able to give people who get voted out early a good edit. Like, uh, you know, we get to JD, obviously, for this episode. Um, Brad was may have had the most screen time during his um exits um so yeah i definitely been... feel like we knew the players that have been voted out so far i think there may have been one person that i can't remember now um from sarah i think it was yeah sarah i didn't know her very well but i feel like the rest of them i pretty much had a bit of an idea but i mm-hmm. mean 
it's not to the fault of the show she she went so early it's how much mm-hmm. can you really do prior to that but um yeah, yeah. I, i've enjoyed it i think it's been interesting obviously most of the blue tribe we haven't really gotten to know that well yet because they keep winning every single time even if they're trying to fail right <laughs> yeah i um uh i'm not sure if you got a chance to watch uh me and gideon's recaps prior um to this episode but uh the person we've been the most high about so far has been uh chantel we do a um we do a player of the week award and so far me and gideon have agreed on the player of the week um every week i can't remember who it was week it might have been i actually can't remember who it was week one but i know week uh week episodes two and three we give it to chantel both of those and you know uh, we'll, we'll get to it at the end but it might, might be here for, for three episodes in a row for me but at the beginning of this episode she does make a somewhat questionable move where she reveals brad's secrets um to genie which i feel like in my opinion that was a good move revealing it to genie because i think it takes some of the heat off of her and lets genie understand why brad was sent home but the fact that she did it right in front of jd mm-hmm. is like just like jd says well how come um you know when i kept a secret you know it was uh it was such a big deal you lost your trust in me but whenever um you kept a secret from all of us it's like not a big deal so i feel like that might have been chantel's one not so great move and it, it ended up not really hurting her that much um in the long run, you know, uh, in confessionals, they ask questions. It's not just like survivors ranting. So I feel like they maybe asked JD, like, how do you feel about the fact that Chantel said this? And he might have just fed off the question. But um, yeah, an, an interesting start. But how, how, how have you been on Chantel so far? What did you think of that uh, that moment? Yeah, so I won't give anything away in regards to what who my player or who my pick to win it is after this episode until we get to it until the end of the podcast okay. but up until this point i've been and I, and I may or may still be very high on chantelle we'll, we'll see when we get there but i've been very high on chantelle from episode one i was like she looks like she's gonna be the winner i love the um the playful villains you know um and she to me comes across as a playful villain as like uh someone that knows she's being mischievous she's got this own her own theme song in her head that she does when she does something mischievous you know i really enjoy that but also she seems strategically and socially very aware um i do want to touch on her talking about you know the fact that brad sort of trusted her more than genie i think it's the right move like you said one of the things i've sort of noticed from a lot of these old school players after playing season 40 when they came back and did podcasts they spoke about the fact that it's a lot harder now not to have conversations openly and camp in front of everyone it's it's game from day one you talk a lot faster you're talking game in front of everyone and i feel like mm-hmm. season 41 is just continuing to sort of go down that way um where if you were to move away if she was to move away with genie from camp she's 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 leaving in a, in a tribe of four a ricard and a jd on their own or maybe that's playing into her head she'd rather just have that conversation in front of everyone not move away so the conversations can be had behind her back um i think it's an interesting one i don't want to completely defend her i think that um you know like you said sloppy but it was just the sloppy from jd to attack her back in front of everyone there and to ask for 
the um, additional vote back in front of her as well, basically showing that he's not going to trust her. And I feel like Chantel yeah. and JD had such an interesting relationship because they had this big uh, younger brother, big sister type of relationship. But you know that Chantel's had an eye on JD for a while here. And, you mm -hmm. know, I think him sort of questioning her in front of the others there probably didn't help him either. Right. Right. Um, well, when we, when we go into our first reward challenge of the season, uh, wasn't sure if they were going to stick with just doing immunity slash rewards, but our first actual reward, um, which is for sure. Sometimes sometimes in recent years, they have been doing more rewards than they show on TV. But I think Jeff pretty clearly stated first reward in this, in this episode, if I, if I remember correctly, but, um, Heather was sort of the star of the of the reward challenge as far as like it kind of being centered around her. Um, I just don't get why Blue picked her. I feel like I feel like it was so clear that she I, I know like if you sit out for this, you, you can't sit out for the, the immunity. But like, man, I just I feel like knowing her skill set, there's just no way she was going to be able to get past um Get get past that thing. I don't know what's what's up with blue, but they've been so dominant up until this point. Yeah, I I kind of thought exactly the same thing. I mean, Heather, she's fifty three. She's not she's not a very athletic fifty three. You get really athletic mm -hmm. fifty three year olds. She's not one of those. Um, just doesn't have the right build to be able to step in between those ropes when she threw the ball up in the the wooden gutted catch it on the other side. By the way, talking about the camera angles that they had there, I think there was an episode afterwards where Jeff Probst showed exactly how they would put the GoPro cameras on there for the different mm. angles to get those great shots i think that they have done a lot of work on that to make us feel like we're there in the challenge with heather as she's trying to run through that and then just fail once you know once twice three times in a row and i think that at that point blue probably thought we really want to continue to win our immunities um but if i was a deshaun or i was a danny or one of those guys they're big guys they've got a lot of muscle they haven't been eating well we know that they're not getting much food um this survivor season i do think it is important to feed yourself obviously it didn't work out so well for um Ua at the end because they still struggled at the immunity challenge even with a full belly but i do think that you should prioritize food as well so i don't know if it was the smartest decision but it did make for an interesting tv moment uh very much felt like the Suri trying to walk over the balance beam where everybody was sort of supporting her and you know um very happy with her effort at the end of that and, and i think that yeah. that is admir admirable you know it's nice that everybody in a game for a million dollars can still find time to help someone up when they are sort of needing that emotional support out in a game that's basically each person for themselves you know so i think it was a beautiful moment on screen was it a smart move from the luvu tribe i believe the blue tribe not so smart in my opinion right one thing I wanted to say while we were on the challenge part of this was, although I thank you for getting me into Australian Survivor, I think one thing I'm not happy about is after seeing how epic and cinematic and just, you know, mm. I don't want to say over the top, but like exciting the challenges are in Australian Survivor, when I compare them to challenges like these in the US, they're almost a little boring. I mean, mm. when you think about it, all this challenge really was was throwing a ball up and then catching it and then throwing it up on a platform, you know? Whereas if you yeah. watch Australian Survivor, I mean, every challenge is just like this whole, you know, mechanism with 
balancing and strength and endurance and it's just moving parts and everyone's got to work together it's all this stuff and then when you compare it to us it's throwing a ball up and then throwing it up again yeah um, and it also comes down to the cast that they select for the us like i think one of the things we touched on earlier is that i really mm -hmm. enjoy the cast but there's a lot more um everyday normal people like i can identify with a lot of these people because they would be mm -hmm. my friends in real life they're not all supermodels or fitness gurus that are going out there to play this game they're like everyday right. normal people so i do hear what you're saying um but mm -hmm. I, there's there's a good and a bad side to this because for australia they do get a lot of people that are like instagram models and fitness people they're in super good shape so they can be able to do yeah. some of those challenges so i think we need to find the balance somewhere in between what australia is doing and what the u.s is doing and it's going to be interesting mm -hmm. now i don't know if you've heard the rumors but sandra diaz twine is rumored to be in the next season of australian survivor and i think she's going yeah. to find it very hard because they're not going to make those challenges any easier for her <laughs> yeah i heard it was confirmed is it a, is it still just a rumor i thought it was confirmed i, I think it's all but confirmed pretty much it's, okay. it sounds like it's her and her daughter that went out there to play the game from what i've heard gotcha so if you could hang out with one cast member from this season who would you hang out with for a day Oh, you know, the person that I um, absolutely loved and just I just think we would just have the best time is JD. I really enjoy JD. So it hurt <laughs> me to see him go today because, you yeah. know, the guy likes his comic books. The guy's crazy about Survivor. He's one of us that went out there to play the game. Um, sadly, he was just too open and too kind about his feelings and his thoughts yeah. about the times. But to be honest with you, there's a lot of people I would enjoy hanging out with. Like I, I really enjoy Sean um survivors of africa had a pastor play in a season as well that you haven't watched who ended up being a pretty good player and because of that i kind of thought sean might go down that same road and it seems like she might be a very good player as well so maybe pastors we should look out for them when they actually play any survivor show so i think i'd get along really well with sean i think i'd get along really well with deshaun and danny because i love mm. sport and uh that, i mean i don't how big was danny was he who did he play for out there because obviously we cowboys for the cowboys all oh, right yeah so yeah so not not a not a small team either so yeah i think there's a lot of players out there this season that i would really enjoy hanging up with i i really i am not just saying this i really love this cast i think it's a great cast yeah um no i agree and uh yeah i don't want to say australian survivor ruined survivor challenges for me but i think it's just it's making me look at u.s challenges with a new lens because some of them mm. i'm enjoying less but some of them like the immunity challenge for this episode i really enjoyed and i feel like a big part of it was uh the editing um me and Gideon have noticed that it's like every episode they've added some new thing and i may i my theory is that they're trying some new editing trick every episode and seeing which which ones people like for future seasons of this new era for example in episode one we had the um the showing of production i think like four or five or six times during the episode they showed uh cameras and lights and stuff um and episode two was when they first introduced like the the slow-mo the cinematic shots um don't think Jeff uh, talked to the camera this episode, right? No, no, he didn't. And, you know, I, I've seen some people sort of 50-50 on some of that. I, I personally love it. And I think that for Survivor Season 41, 
you can get mm-hmm. away with showing the production and all that stuff because the illusion has been long broken right. in the US right. Survivor. You can't do that in Survivor Australian Survivor at season seven because mm-hmm. you're still building that illusion. You're still building the the legacy of the show. So I I find it really cool to see the behind the scenes stuff. I yeah. one of the things I hope that they do more in the future, and I I've only seen it once and only with one advantage is. I'd love to see them go out there and hide the advantages. I want to know beforehand because I feel like it will also maybe take away from the whole tinfoil hat conspiracy things out there where people are like, oh, no, they just put it there for them or in front of them to get it and then keep themselves safe. And that's how they got the idols, you know. And idols mm-hmm. has been a completely di- different thing this season as well. Like normally idols are so powerful. I feel like it's not that powerful this season. No one's actually got a full idol. Yeah. Yeah, no, if you talk to Gideon, he's a big proponent of it's uh, better for you uh, to just not even not even take it. As, as fun as it's been to watch them do the phrases at the beginning of the of the challenges, um, man, not not having a vote is is rough. That's yeah, rough. I mean, if I if I got one of those beware advantages in there saying that you have to do what is on this parchment before you open it. I honestly don't know what I would do. I think if you're out there in the island and you're a big player, you're probably going to go for it. But I do think that I would be extremely 50-50 and I would hate to think what I would do. Like me sitting here at home, knowing everything that I know, immediately would have not done it. But then the fear is what if someone else picks it up and they get a power in the game that can put you out of the game, you know? So it's a difficult one. But anything that makes players have more choices when they're out there and just doesn't give them something for free. I'm for that. I like the fact that they have to fight for their food. They have to, they don't just get it given for free. I like the fact that they have to fight for their advantages. They're not just getting it for free this season. That to me is something that we should look at and say, yes, there's still a lot of wacky advantages. We we see um, Zander and some of the other guys having to say a phrase in the challenge, which to me is a little bit corny, but at least it's not given to them for free, you know, because that right. could have changed the game a, a lot. Like b- both, um, you know, the guys who found those clues, they may still have been in a position of power if it was just the normal season, which now both of them, one has already gone home and the other person is really not in a good position within his tribe at all. Right. And still no uh, still no blue idol, only uh, only green and yellow so far. And now yellow's, uh, or, or uh, which one is, is void now? Green. Because yeah. Brad, uh, so does yeah. this mean Xander loses his vote now forever? Because um, there's no one that can say the phrase, like, uh, or does it I don't get know, I don't like the, Yeah, I'm hoping it's it a gets rehidden. Because uh, who is it? I think it's uh, Jeannie who finds something in the next on. Yeah, she finds a beware. So maybe they've rehidden it. Yeah, possibly, possibly. But um, no, back to the challenge. I mean, I was just on the edge of my seat. The whole time i loved the uh confessionals during it i feel mm. like it might not work permanently but something like this i felt like worked so well the back and forth danny and it was more deshaun like it was more deshaun who uh was like actively trying to throw it uh with the knot tying and that was cool because like if you hadn't done his confessional i don't think we would have ever realized that he was doing the the knot tying um or the yeah, the retying or whatever and, and that's exactly what i like about it because we know there's been other seasons in the past where players have told us that they're going to throw the challenge or they're going to try and throw the challenge but it sometimes is very unclear as to what they're doing at, at what time and right. you know 
the funniest part of this by far, and I just have to touch on it before we forget, is um, Deshaun getting onto the beach, retying the knot, saying, I'm hoping no one actually notices that. And then he points to the Yellow Tribe saying, they still can't get anything right. I mean, Evie is swimming in the wrong direction instead of swimming to the beach. And I love Evie. I think she's someone that I think is going to go deep this season, but it was hilarious to see. And Jeff is not holding back either when he sees that. And I love his comments and his, like you can, you can fault Jeff <laughs> on a lot of things, but you cannot fault him in his enthusiasm when it comes to people having to dig deep while they're out there in the challenges. Right. Yeah, I mean, five-star uh, five editing, I think, just the back and forth between Danny and then Nasir coming in clutch, and then you thought JD was going to win because he shoots it, and the music cuts out like it always does before the win, and he goes, money, and then it goes off, back to Nasir, cut to Deshaun's face. Oh, no, is he going to do it? Uh, this is just so perfect. I mean, that's the, 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 those are the moments that, that make us keep coming back um, to watch the show again and again. Um but man, this uh, this green tribe has sort of become the new yellow. It seems like it's really just blue dominating, and um, yeah. I don't know what's happened with these other two tribes. I mean, me and Gideon, I feel like not just me and Gideon. I feel like a lot of people predicted blue was gonna have some challenge success. They have like a good mix of like physical, but also like mentally strong players. Um, Erica and Nasir being you know good puzzle makers, um, and apparently good ring tossers as well um yeah nasir is just the the do-it-all guy he's yeah he's he's but been fun to watch let's talk about sort of what made them want to throw the challenge because i thought that there was some mm -hmm. really good strategy happening leading into the immunity challenge with um erica wanting to make a move yeah. here on sydney and i thought those two were really tight but Erica is trying to make some big game moves here early on with Deshaun, saying that, hey, Deshaun, you look like you're someone that's playing the game at a next level, similar to myself. And Deshaun sees the threat in her here. And we've yeah. seen that relationship between Sydney, Deshaun, and Danny for the last couple of episodes. She's been giving them information in regards to uh, Nasir being after them and things like that. So there's a bit of a yeah. built-in relationship there. Um, I think that the Blue Tribe, in my mind, even though they've got the dominance, they're probably going to turn on each other very quickly when we get to the merge. And you probably yeah. get the other two tribes teaming up together because they're. it's really they, they don't have a choice. They don't have the numbers. Yeah, I, I I need to. I wish we understood. They didn't really give Erica a lot of screen time to like understand why she wanted to make a big move so early because she is she has established herself as kind of like the quiet, like reserve player. Which you know, this early in the game is definitely not a bad thing to be. It's it, it felt like her um, desire to make a big move and take a big threat out. Um, just wasn't uh, didn't need to happen at this moment, uh, considering how successful Blue has been. I mean, as it's looking now, there's it, a good chance Blue comes in all six of them still at the merge. So if they stay six strong, I mean, that's it, it sounds like the merge is probably going to be, um, you know, uh, I'm trying to think how many people are left in the game now. It'd be 13. 13 so assu yeah. if assuming the merge isn't n next episode, um highly doubt it's next episode even if it's the following episode if blue tri if the blue tribe wins uh immunity both of those those six alone would be m a majority of the merged tribe so it's it's it i don't know just it 
interesting on uh, Erica's part. And clearly not only that, but she misjudged uh, Deshaun being closer with her than he is with um, with Sydney. So, and yeah. I'm also curious on why exactly she sees Sydney as um, a big threat. I mean, I as a fan think she is, but <clears throat> um, just because of like her personality just seems similar to other winners we've seen, like a Parvati, uh, someone like that. But um, I don't know. It's just uh, it's it's. Uh, I'll have to ask. Hopefully, we can have Eric on the show and we can ask her why she saw Sydney as such a big threat. Because based on what we've seen on TV, uh, it's you know Sydney hasn't really. I mean, she you know really hasn't found any idols. Hasn't been like super challenge dominating. Hasn't been like a crazy social player. So um, I don't know. But do you think Erica maybe maybe jumped the gun or? Oh, she she definitely jumped the gun just due to the fact that she didn't understand the the social bonds that were yeah. created. And it, and it to me looked like she was in a strong fall with both Sydney and Deshaun and um, Danny there. So there was no reason yeah. for her to go against that because they already had two easy targets lined up in Heather and Nasir. Nasir probably being the person that we all thought would be in danger if that tribe ever went to a tribal council. <clears throat> but I think that Erica saw something in Sydney which was that she got frustrated really early. She was a little bit erratic in, in her behavior. It's kind of what Erica said to the camera, why she doesn't trust her, because she doesn't want to play with a player that can easily change her mind. Um, and you know, she felt like she couldn't trust her, couldn't control her to a certain degree, probably because she's got quite a dominant personality as well. And I think that's kind of where the issue, it's a clash of personalities is what I'm sort of getting from it. Well, there's, I, I understand. I, I agree with you. The thing with the thing is uh, that I don't think Erica realized is just because you don't think you can work with someone doesn't mean you have to, you know, there's a difference between not working with someone and actively trying to blindside them with using people that are allied with her. <laughs> so I yeah. don't know. It just seems like, uh, you know, I, I, I'm not, I understand Erica's um, op opinion and mindset, but don't really understand her uh the consequences of that opinion and, and what she did but yeah um, and it's also not the first time that we've seen this though with players when they don't go to tribal council they feel yeah. like they're missing out it's fomo because all the other tribes are going to tribal council all the time and they're getting to make big moves and erica is feeling like she hasn't really experienced the full survivor experience yet because she hasn't gone to tribal council she hasn't had to betray or backstab someone um so potentially just wanting to yeah. make a move for the sake of feeling like she's playing the game right right and the tribe of course in this episode that does end up going to tribal council is once again the green tribe and man i'll be honest i really thought it was going to be genie did not see did not see jd going home i i at least thought he was gonna make it to the merge uh if anything just because i think so many people consider jd well i don't say so many people really just ricard and chantel considered jd to kind of be like um you know like he owes them like he's locked in not not necessarily taking orders but in, indebted to them maybe in a way um in their they would maybe say in in their back pocket but um it didn't seem like he was too big of a threat to win based on the edit we saw um but uh, just because it seemed like he was maybe coming up a little bit short in some of the challenges, was rubbing a little people wrong in the social game, maybe playing a little too flashy, too flamboyant. 
um, without like the big moves to back it up. But um, still, I thought it was Jeannie this episode. I mean, she really hasn't been aligned with anyone this whole season except Brad. Now Brad's gone. She has no advantage, no idols. She's not great at challenges. She doesn't seem like she's clicking well with everyone else. I was. It, it just seemed like it seemed like this was the most straightforward vote of the season and ended up being the the biggest blindside of the season. I don't know. Am I the only one? Did you think it was JD? Listen, I was blindsided last week when Brad went home. I thought he was going to survive that one. Mm. I wasn't blindsided this week. Um, so it's oh, not like okay. I'm. It's not like I'm always reading the edit correctly this season, but um, the reason I wasn't blindsided is I thought it was going to be Edie throughout the whole episode until JD once again gave his vote away to Sean, and Sean was doing the little um, theme song in her head, taking it from him, and I just thought you're sort of playing with fire at some point, like Adam said, you know, in Winners of War, you're going to burn because you're playing with fire consistently. And um, mm-hmm. I, I, I fully understand and I kind of got why they turned against them. The problem for me, though, in my mind is, is that the right decision for them to vote out JD at this point? Because JD, like you quite rightfully said, is loyal to both Ricard and Sean, saw himself as a type three there with them. You know, I don't know if Jeannie will stay loyal to these guys. Um, she did talk a good game at Tribal Council saying that yeah. the thing that she's going to miss the most is going to be those guys. And we do know that because the tribe is so much smaller they have to really bond and stay together. There's no food. They got to like literally forage to survive. You know, um, they, I think they bond a lot quicker probably even than in most seasons, but I don't know if strategically this was the best move. So I, you know, I think we, we're getting into that stage of the game now or the podcast where I can sort of talk about this. Sean has been my winner pick for most of the um, the season so far, but she's not after this week. I, d- I think she mm. potentially made a mistake by voting JD out. Yeah. Yeah, she's um, she's definitely I think getting either uh, like an over top winners edit like a Cam or like a Boston Rob, or she's getting what is you know a, a lot of names are been given to this edit. Um, <clears throat> I'll, I'll call it like the Rick Devins edit, the the one you think is gonna win all season, or the George for like the George edit could work now after um after the most recent Australian season. But um, yeah, she's, if I had to pick a, like a winner pick based on what we've seen, it's, it's hard not to pick Chantel, um, you know, just to kind Can of I tell you who a, I think it is. Throw a, I got a different person. Okay. I, th- I think it's, I think it's Evie. I'm starting to think that she's going to, she's going to come from behind and win it because we had the whole okay. scene here about the yellow tribe consistently uh, feeling like they were in the out. She did the whole narration about, you know, in the last couple of episodes, yellow lost one person after the other and they came back and they had that scene with the, the little turtles that were making their way to the ocean and how they feel like they're this little turtle that has to make their way to the ocean. I feel like um, yeah. that group there, if they, if those four can stay together, I actually think Xander is super loyal to her. Um, I forgot the, the the other girl who's in that group as well, but she's Liana. super loyal. Liana, she's super loyal to Evie. Tiffany is the big wild card for me there. Like, I mean, she's a little bit like a Nora, that type of personality within that alliance, yeah. but I do think she'll stay tight with those guys. I fe- I'm for the first time, I'm going to be... I'm going to go left field here. I'm going to swim in the opposite direction like she did this episode. <laughs> I'm going to say she's been right in our face the whole time. She's getting a big edit. And 
I'm starting to see a way for her forward. And I think Sean is probably, and Ricard will find a home with those guys um, when they go to the merge. But who's going to be in the power position? I feel like Sean has given away a very loyal number here. And if she wins it, it'll, it'll be an amazing come from behind when, uh, in my opinion, kind of like a, a Tony Vlachos win where he made some crazy moves early on in Kageyan and then still came back to win the season where you yeah. thought, you know, turning against people too early, but he still won it. It could be a Sean type of edit as well here, which would be great to see. But I think the one thing that we could probably both agree on, it looks like a woman will win the season by what we've seen so far in any case. Yeah, the only two guys that are really sticking out for me as potential winners are uh, Danny um, and uh, Ricard, who is my, my preseason winner pick. Um, I do like Deshaun a lot, and I love Nasir, but it seems like Nasir is uh, him and Eric are at the bottom of the blue tribe. So if blue does, you know, continue the winning streak, maybe Nasir has uh, like second life uh, in the merge. That's definitely possible. But uh, as of now, it seems like he's uh, maybe even more so at the bottom of the blue tribe. So I don't want to put him um, as a potential winner pick. So one thing me and Gideon have been doing every episode is picking like three most likely to win three most likely uh, three least likely to win. Um, if I could do mine, I would probably say um, uh, unlikely is probably going to be the same as last week. Just Erica, Heather, um, uh, I my, uh, and Jeannie. Uh, just seems like they're just not really getting a footing. Um, you know, aren't really getting an edit thus far. That would lead, Jeannie probably has the most edit time of the three. And even and even then doesn't really have the most. Uh, if I had to pick three most likely to win, I'd probably stick with uh, Chantel, um, Ricard, and probably maybe Danny. I just I've, I don't know. I've been, I've been getting getting some winner vibe edits, w winner edit vibes, <laughs> winner really? edit vibes from from Danny. Um, but I do agree. I think Evie. Um, Evie Evie, I think, has a really good shot and has been playing a, a great, definitely the MVP of the of the Yellow Tribe for sure. Um, and they're starting to get numbers. That's what for me is the essential thing. And she's that person in that tribe that seems to be able to bond with different people. And let's not forget, she also had that episode where she was it with the Sean that she had a little bit of a yeah. thing when they were on the island. So she already started working across. I just feel like she's working the most when it comes to the social connections at the moment. And I feel like she's got the most social capital in different places. She's also got all the information. She knows about who's got what idols, what phrases need to be said. I just feel like we've seen a lot of her. And for me personally, I wouldn't be angry at a win for her this season. I didn't coming yeah. into the season. I didn't look at Evie or Evie as the person that I was going to be able to identify with the most playing the season i know she had she was there was some controversial stuff about her saying she could never play with men or some people looked at that but that's why i don't look at the preseason stuff i like to just get to know the players when they're out there i feel like she's played a pretty good game and she's played what's in front of her and she needed to make the move she made and she's now in a power position in that tribe and i feel like she's going to go deep so for me she's going to be in that top three sean will continue to be in that top three as well um and i probably would be likely to yeah, I don't know who my third third. I really feel like it's between those two players, to be honest. For me, as yeah. the top two, maybe in the, I don't see, I don't see Ricard. Um, I I don't think 
that he's dominant enough yet. But then again, it could be a good thing. He might not stand out. But it's just, where's his social capital? So I would have to go for someone in the blue tribe, someone that potentially has some social capital. And it probably would be Deshaun for me rather than Danny because he's actually getting a bit of an edit in regards to strategically thinking um, mm -hmm. what they need to do. And I feel like the strategy side of things, we're more going to him. But I do see... The Euro edited and Danny and Danny, he would never throw a challenge. He was there to talk to Heather when she was struggling. And you know, I agree with all of your bottom picks as well. I probably would add Nasir in there as well. I just don't think he gets to the end and gets a vote. Yep. Absolutely, absolutely. I wanted to share real quick uh me and Gideon's fantasy teams, uh, to give you guys an update. The person voted out this episode, JD. So that's the first person that has been voted off from my team. It's been all Gideon, Sarah, David, um, Eric, and Brad so far. He was four. And, yeah, I, I was four and out, but now a four and one. Oh. So evened it out a bit. Um, who was your just real quick? Who was your winner pick uh, before the season again? Before the season, uh, well, I, I didn't really watch anything. I didn't look into anything before the season. But after episode one, it was Sean. And Sean's been consistently my number one pick to win. Like I said, until this episode, she probably could bounce back very quickly if she gets a very strong couple of episodes. I just feel like when I look at the table right now, I felt like she got rid of a loyal soldier that for me just doesn't make sense. She's going to need the numbers pretty soon when they go into the merge. So uh, I feel like she will do okay. She probably will go deep. But will she ever fully recover and get into a position where she's got social control? I don't mm. know if she's got that social capital going into a merge now. And she's going to have to work against past relationships that people have formed prior to the merge now. And it's going to be a lot harder for her. She's capable. She's a very capable player. Um, but I feel like she's the big character. And, you know, we haven't had many, like, good, like, uh, fun female villains to root for in recent seasons i feel like people are so scared to be a villain in america currently because it can be really bad for you you know um, yeah. and i feel like she's really embracing it and it's funny enough she is an american right she's canadian so but she's embracing that and i think that if you had a uh, heroes versus villain season two and if she gets past the merch she's probably a lock to be one of those villains yeah. coming back in a tribe like that you know because she's fun to watch absolutely um, well, very cool. As we uh, wrap up this recap, um, I wanted to give a shout out to the first uh, member of, of Reality Pop, and that is uh, Barry Dean. So, Barry Dean, thanks for being member number one. If you're curious what our memberships offer, um, we have two tiers, a $5 tier and a $10 tier. Um, you get a chance to uh, you get a free entry into a raffle for uh, some Survivor 41 buff or buffs um we uh all of the interviews that you see here on reality pop whether it's with international players u.s players and soon we're going to do some more big brother and challenge interviews <clears throat> most of those interviews are pre-recorded but uh, if you were a member you would get a chance to uh you would get access to see all of those interviews early before they air uh live and if you're a ten dollar member you actually get the opportunity to sit in on the interview so you can be there in the background you can say hi to whoever we're interviewing before and after um our at least for survivor buffs our next interview is is uh as of now as it stands is going to be with jonathan penner 
We have an interview also coming up with Andrew Savage from Pearl Islands and Cambodia. So you get a chance to say hi, pop in, maybe ask a question and get to like sit there for the whole interview uh, on, on StreamYard, which is what we use to record our podcasts. But to be a member, go to the Reality Pop channel and next to subscribe, hit join and uh, it's pretty straightforward from there. But uh, thanks everyone for watching. Be sure to like the video. Be sure to subscribe. Leave a comment with your guys' winner picks. Is it Chantel? Is it Evie? Is it someone else? Do you have maybe a couple people you're tossing around? Uh, let us know. Leave a comment below. Chris, anything uh, you wanted to shout out that's coming up uh, on your end? Yeah, so just keep a lookout if you guys are fans of the <clears throat> challenge. I just heard this week I watched the Poverty Shallow interview with Rob Nino that she was approached to do the challenge. I think this season couldn't fit it in with where she obviously there's a lot of things going on with her at the moment in her life but she yeah. couldn't fit it in but she's also a big fan of the challenge if you're a fan of the challenge keep an eye out for that 8 p.m eastern standard time on friday um i will be back with angel cake and chantelle francis to talk about the latest episode of the challenge and that's it thanks for coming right. along guys and checking out the podcast today very cool chris thanks so much for joining appreciate it next week it'll be back to uh, myself and gideon but uh hopefully we can have more episodes like this where we have other guests not only from the reality pop team but outside and chris we'd love to have you back on sometime soon awesome talk to you right. soon thanks so much